Hello, guys, and welcome to the very first episode of the Helium 10 Buzz. All right, what is the Helium 10 Buzz? This is going to be a new weekly show that we're going to be doing where we're going to go over the, the top Amazon, Walmart, e-commerce news stories of the last week or so. We're going to have industry interviews interviews with our product managers here at Helium 10 talking about what's new with some of their tools, interviews with the average Joes and the average Sally's out there, you Helium 10 members out there. We're also going to have um, interviews with different influencers out there or service providers to see what, what's new in their world. And every week, we're also going to have the Helium 10 Pro Train tip of the week. So today we have stories that range from Amazon Black Friday uh, opening to an interview with Alex and what is new with our follow-up tool. We're going to have a Helium 10 tip on how to add subject matter to your listings if it's been taken away from uh, from you by Amazon. So make sure to stay to the end. Uh, this is only going to go for about 15 to 20 minutes or, or, or so. So we hope to give you guys some valuable information on this. Now, let's go ahead and hop into this right now with our news stories. All right, here we go. The very first news story that we're going to be talking about today is uh, Black Friday. All right. So this is actually if you look on Amazon.com right now on the main page, you'll actually see some early Black Friday deals already active. And you see some a lot of buzz. I was looking at the Helium 10 Chrome extension. You can see lots of uh, BSR fluctuation on these new ones. So my question is to uh, you guys out there, are do any of you have early Black Friday deals active or deals of the day on your account? How are they doing so far? If you're listening to this on the uh, podcast, let us know on my Instagram, h10bradley, where we talk about the uh, podcast. I would love to know how Black Friday is going for you. Do you have any active right now, any campaigns? Do you have any campaigns that are going live on the real Black Friday uh, next uh, next week? And also, if you're just a consumer out there, start checking it out because I already saw some pretty crazy deals out there for Black Friday. All right, story number two, it's about marketplace competition. Now, this is a story from Digital Commerce 360. And in, in this article, it was entitled, Marketplace Marketplaces Offer Sellers New Tools, Services, and Incentives as Competition Heats Up. Uh, it noted how the, the online marketplaces are introducing new tools, better terms, and wider opportunities for sellers as they look to broaden the number of merchants who sell goods on their platform. The article went on to show how uh, retailers that they interviewed um, are really you know, kind of expressing this, this desire to sell on multiple platforms. 24% of the ones that this, this company, Digital E-Commerce, um, interviewed, they said that they are going to increase the number of marketplaces in which they sell goods. Does that apply to you? Are you only selling on Amazon right now? If so, are you going to be planning to sell on other platforms? That article went on to uh, interview different people that we know. Uh, Norm Farrar, uh, another person who wears hats all the time, was interviewed in that article. And there was different quotes talking about how Walmart is expected to be kind of like the main recipient of this marketplace expansion. So make sure to check out that article. The link is in the notes below. Uh, the next article we're talking about is actually directly from Seller Central. They sent out a reminder, and it was about the brand referral bonus. This is something um, launched a, a few months ago by them. And what this is, uh, here's what the article says. It says, 
thousands of brands are already taking advantage of the new brand referral bonus program with some earning thousands of dollars in bonuses in a single month. It went on to say, brands who direct traffic from their off Amazon marketing campaigns to their Amazon listings can earn a bonus at averaging 10% of product sales on promoted products and any products of their brand the customer purchase, purchases in the following two weeks. The bonus is provided as a credit to their seller referral fees. So it looks like this reminder came out because a lot of sellers have taken advantage of this ref referral bonus program. Um, my question to you out there is, have you taken advantage of this? Are, are you sending outside traffic and getting this 10% reward? How much money have you made from it? Would you like Helium 10 to maybe provide some content uh, a little bit more on how this referral bonus program works. Another article, uh, this is taken from the Seattle Times, and it's uh, about entitled Amazon takes its war to get products to our door from the high seas. Now, there's a couple interesting uh, points uh, in this article. All right. Now, we all know, right, of the shipping delays that we have. I, I have a product right now that is a huge seller in Q4. I thought I had ordered in more than enough time. I had it ordered like in early summer. It got to the port in September. Guys, we are in November now, and I still do not have this product in my warehouse. Um, it's just been sitting on the water for a long time. So we all know about this. Now, what struck me interesting about this article was um, there's this article uh, or there's this company called Atarian where uh, they sell these humidifiers called Home Labs. Now, they said that they were being quoted $25,000 or more for a shipping container of their products from factories in China. And that same shipment, they said, typically cost them $3,000. Now, here's where this article gets interesting. It said, Amazon got in touch and offered to put the dehumidifiers on cargo ships that it chartered across the Pacific for a significantly lower fee. The CEO of this uh, dehumidifier company says, hey, it was a huge relief. Amazon brought the goods to port and then we arranged to truck them from there to our U.S. warehouses. Now, that I don't know if you guys caught that. That's where I was like, wait a minute. That's weird. We, we know about Amazon Global Logistics, right, where Amazon can go ahead and handle the logistics of your, um, of your products, of your products. It can handle the log logistics, and they will take it from your factory in China all the way to the Amazon warehouses. Now, maybe I'm just not too much or uh, not too experienced with this because I've never used Amazon Logistics, but this was the first time where I heard where they'll just take it to the port for you and then you can pick it up yourself and take it to your own warehouses. I had never heard that before. So my question is to you out there, is this just, have I just been living under a rock or have you guys uh, out there been approached by, um, have you been approached by Amazon offering to pick up your and, and ship your products without having to take it all the way to Amazon. Those of you who are doing the Amazon Global Logistics, where you do go all the way to Amazon, um, have you seen maybe uh, faster shipping times uh, as opposed to if you were not using Amazon Global Logistics? All right, so those are the main articles that we had for today. Uh, one more article that I wanted to uh, bring out that just kind of like came out to, uh, today in Seller Central was, um, it was about an increase in the fees for Amazon sellers. Now, I, I want to bring this out because there's already a little bit of some misconception that, that came up about it. But whenever Amazon has this, this kind of increase in fees, they always drop some major golden nuggets as far as information about you know number of sellers and, and what's been going on. So th these are some of the quotes that I took from this article that came out in your Seller Central dashboard today. Um, they started by saying, hey, 
US-based sellers, all right? This is not just selling in Amazon USA, but the sellers who are in the Amazon, are in the United States of America. It says US-based sellers sold more than 3.8 billion products uh, or 7,400 7, products per minute in Amazon stores alone. And it says we welcome more than 200,000 new third-party sellers to our US store up 45% from the previous year. Wow, that's crazy. Um, while the number of Amazon sellers who surpass $1 million in sales, what does that mean? Seven-figure sellers, right? Grew by nearly 15%. That's really great to hear. How many of those are you out there? How many of you crossed the seven-figure uh, threshold out there? Uh, the article went on to say, since the start of the pandemic, we've more than doubled our U.S. fulfillment capacity. We've hired more than 600,000 people. We've opened more than 350 new fulfillment centers, sortation centers, regional hubs, and we're hiring 150,000 more people across our U.S. fulfillment network. I don't know about you, but I have not been having personally a lot of those inventory storage uh, issues that I had a few months ago. I know some of you are, you know, um, so hopefully these will get uh, fixed across the board, but it's definitely encouraging to hear that they've opened up so much capacity, which is probably going to result in less of these inventory uh, restrictions. Now, again, they went on to, to say how there's uh, sometimes about a 10 to 15% increase in Amazon fees. Now, remember, this is where there, there is confusion. This does not mean that your 15% commission fee is you know, increasing like 20%. Some people were, were scared about that. This is only that like the pick and pack uh, fee for your FBA products. Like for, for example, what's gonna happen in January, and this happens every year, by the way, uh, a small standard item that weighs 12 to 16 ounces, uh, that before was $3.32, it's now $3.59. Some are not even that much. Uh, let's say you have a large standard three pound item, like our coffin shelf, right? If we were paying $5.68 for the fulfillment of that, it's now going to be a whopping $5.79, 11 cents difference. All right. So again, um, there are some new changes to your fees. Make sure you know about them. They're on your Seller Central dashboard, and these go into effect January of next year. All right. At this time now, we are going to go ahead and uh, invite to the stage here, Alex uh, from our Helium 10 product team. Alex, how's it going? It's going great. Glad to be on with you, Bradley. And Alex, can you tell everybody, I mean, you're, you're a familiar face out there, but we might have some new uh, viewers and listeners here who don't know your, your face or your voice. So what do you do here at Helium 10? Yes. So I am a product manager on our product team. So my main focus is on our portals marketing tools. So that's our landing pages, uh, barcode labels, which is a newer feature that's in beta now, uh, your product inserts, QR code, short links. And then I also work on our follow-up, which is your email automation and automating review requests. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about follow-up today. I think that's the one of the out of all the tools that we have uh, launched that you're responsible for. That was that was our oldest one, and it's probably the one that really affects all sellers. Remember, guys, for follow-up, it's not just about product reviews; uh, it's about seller feedback. So, if you are a private label seller, you're probably concerned about follow-up because hey, you want to get product reviews. And that's very important. So every private label seller should have follow-up activated. But if you're an arbitrage seller or a wholesale seller or um, a drop shipping seller, you also want to use follow-up because you're not maybe concerned about, about reviews, but what do those kind of sellers want to increase, uh, Alex? Exactly. So 
Uh, I think you nailed it. Those are the two big buckets that we focus on. Yep. So uh, improving your product uh, review or rating count, uh, and maybe not just the count too. There's different strategies you can apply and follow up to potentially optimize for the rating itself. So, uh, you know, different kind of things, filters you can apply or, or methodologies to try to uh, get a higher uh, five-star rating on your product. So that's that's the one bucket you mentioned, which is, you know, getting a, a higher product rating count and then seller rating as well, right? Um, when you when you automate Amazon's review requests, that's not just product review, that's your uh, seller account review as well, uh, which you can automate yep. both of those actions uh, in, in the same uh, Amazon email template using follow-up. So it's really any third-party seller that wants to do any, either exactly. of those two things. Uh, and then you can also use follow-up to automate custom messages. So if there's other uh, you know, cases that you need to be uh, proactively messaging buyers, you can also do that by creating a custom email template and automating that to go out to your buyer using follow-up. Um, and, and really, I think anyone can use follow-up. Um, Obviously, you know, if you're using it as a more of a time saver, the more orders you have, the more interactions you have with your buyers, uh, the, the more time it's going to save for you. Uh, but really, any any third party seller on Amazon should be looking to utilize a, a, an email automation tool like follow up. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and it's within terms of service. I mean, you you could take anything that's within terms of service and try and twist it and do something bad. And you shouldn't do it, uh, guys. But the way that we have structured it is within terms of service. And especially if you're using the 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 request a review and feedback that is actually triggering the uh, Amazon request review, which doesn't even allow you to uh, that doesn't even allow you to do something that would be against uh, terms of service, unless of course you're trying to send that to people maybe that you left a a 50% discount to or something like that. But anyways, that's a, that's a side uh, topic there. Now, I one of the beauties about follow-up is it's kind of like set it and forget it. You know, I set up this automation and uh, in perpetuity, is that a word? word? Like in continuity, whatever, it just keeps, it keeps working. So like, for example, me personally, I have not probably opened up follow-up um, in like five or six months because I already set up my automations and I never have to worry about it. So for somebody like me who maybe hasn't, gone into follow-up lately, what are some um, new features maybe that, that you've released in the last few months or so? Yeah, I think the two that are important to highlight um, uh, answer kind of two different questions. So one is is the, uh, the compliance um, that you mentioned. So abiding by Amazon's terms of service and their communication guidelines, that's always something that we hear from sellers that, that they're very um, aware of, of you know, and cautious of uh, violating those. So one of the features that we added um, is our compliance checklist. So when you're creating an automation in follow-up, you'll actually see a little rundown of the few different things that we're going to check for uh, to ensure uh, that you are being compliant. Uh, the main one, for example, would be, you know, are you going to request a review more than once for a product uh, in an order? Um, and the answer is always no. Um, but the, we do a few things to check for that. Um, mainly, we, we check, have you sent that already? And if you have, in any mechanism, um, we'll, we'll cancel it, uh, the subsequent requests. So if you've requested it in Amazon, if you request it with a different tool, if you've requested it multiple times in follow-up, only one is going to go out. So we're going to ensure of that. And, and there's a few other items on that compliance checklist uh, that we're looking for to ensure your compliance. Now, like you said, there's always... 
you know, edge cases where people can try to uh, sidestep or, or mm-hmm. you know, tow the, the kind of gray area of compliance. Um, but we're always adding ways uh, to try to ensure that you are doing that, um, you know, dotting your E's, uh, dotting your I's, crossing your T's, right? Uh, and then the other thing that we've added in follow-up uh, answers the question of how is follow-up automating uh, messages and review requests based on my orders. Um, It is a little bit of a black box when you set it and forget it. There are users that want to understand exactly how it's working behind the curtain, right? And so what we've done to kind of peel that back is we've added the ability to drill down into all of the dashboard statistics. And what that will do is actually drill down to those statistics on the orders page. Uh, with a bunch of new advanced filtering that you can apply as well. So if you want to see, show me all of the review requests uh, for this particular automation that I've set up that were sent out on November 14th, you can drill down to that exact data, see the orders, see the requests, see the status of all of those, uh, and and find it much easier and quicker by just drilling down into that or applying those filters uh, on the orders page. Okay, excellent. So, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back in a few months. Maybe we can talk uh, portals or, or one of your other tools at that time. Let's do it. Thanks for having me. See you later, Alex. See you. All right, guys. Another uh, thing that we're going to be doing weekly here is have a pro training tip of the week. You know, sometimes this might be uh, about an Amazon strategy that you're wondering about. Sometimes it might be about a Helium 10 uh, tool. Uh, this one that we're going to have this week is about both. All right. So as you as you're going to see, you know, you might not have um, you might not have subject matter anymore in the back end of your list. And we're going to show you what that looks like. And then we're going to show you if you're a diamond member, you have access to a tool and, uh, and the ability to now overwrite that even if Amazon has taken away your subject matter. So uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you, you're not going to be able to visualize a lot of the things that uh, we're showing here. Uh, but go ahead and um, you know take a listen so you can understand what is available and then maybe switch back to YouTube so you can actually see it in action. So here's the pro training tip of the week. I'm about to show you guys something that blew my mind when I discovered it. And I hope it blows your mind too. As you guys have probably heard from different trainings that Kevin King and I have done, one of the most important parts historically of an Amazon listing is the subject matter. As a matter of fact, next to the title, it is the second or third most important field in a listing in order to get indexed and as far as how Amazon views relevancy as well to a listing. Now, what's happened though in a lot of listings is it's disappeared. Let me first show you how it looks uh, when it is in Amazon so you can see if your listing hasn't, all right? Let me go in here to inventory and manage inventory and I'm gonna show you a listing that definitely has it. It's our egg tray. I'm going to hit edit right here. And then as you're going to see, once I go to the keyword section up here, you'll see I've got subject matter. All right. Like three lines uh, of subject matter. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's five. And here's the search terms. That being said, take a look at the coffin shelf under the same field of keywords. You see, I'm in the same place here. Keywords here on egg tray keywords here on coffin shelf. What's missing? There is no subject matter. Now, here's the thing. It still kind of exists in the back end. Every time I've tried this, it has worked. It still exists in the back end of the field, all right? But you have no way to update it here. Well, here comes Listing Builder. 
what you can do, you can add whatever subject matter you want. Uh, I would say at least three lines up to 50 characters, only 50 characters is, is what you want to use here and do three. You can try up to five. All right. Try up to five. But if you make it right here in listing builder and then you sync it to Amazon, guess what? It will work. I have tested this time after time after time, and it works every time where I put in a keyword that is in nowhere in this listing and I am not searchable. I'm not indexed for it. I put it in subject matter. I hit sync to Amazon 30 minutes later. I run index checker. Index checker is our tool that allows you to see if you are indexed or not or searchable. And sure enough, I go from a no to a yes. I am indexed. So that works every single time for me, guys. Uh, of, of course, it's not going to work for like forbidding keywords or things you're not supposed to put. But if you want to get some extra, super, super great, um, high search volume keywords or or maybe some of your misspellings or your Spanish words that you don't want to put in your front end and you have no room in your search terms, put it in listing builder in your subject matter, add like at least two or three lines and then sync it. And you're not going to see it. All right. It's not like it's going to show up like this egg tray where all of a sudden subject matter here is going to be here. It might look like it didn't work because it's still going to look like this, but it really does work. You just can't see it here, but you are going to be able to see it in your listing. So guys, that is like, I hope, I hope you can comprehend how amazing that is because subject matter is so important. Um, for putting like maybe a couple of your most important keywords there, as well as other keywords that you want to make sure you're indexed for that you haven't been able to put anywhere in your, else in your listing. If you're just editing your listing in Seller Central, you're not going to be able to use subject matter in a lot of those listings where Amazon took it away. But as of now, as of when I'm recording this video, um, at the end of 2021, it still is working. So keep trying it add it in listing builder, sync it to your listing and get that extra juicy real estate uh, that has a lot of that rank juice, we call it that keyword rank juice, um, so that uh, you can get a leg up on your competition. I hope you enjoyed this new program. Again, every week, we're going to bring you the latest news. We're going to bring you the latest interviews. We're going to bring you the latest tips of the week. Let us know what you think about that subject matter uh, tip. Have you used that yet? Are you a Diamond member and have actually tested that to work uh, on the subject matter on a word that you were not indexed for? If you're a Diamond member, make sure to uh, try that brand new tool, Listing Builder, out as uh, as soon as possible so that you can get that you know keyword rank juice. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week on the Helium 10 Buzz. See you guys later.